Did you know that within a decade, women will hold $30 trillion in investable assets? Yet somehow, only 19% of women reported feeling confident in selecting investments that align with their long-term goals. Our friends at InvestHer are out to change that. InvestHer Con is the number one premier conference for women in real estate, and it's happening June 2nd through the 4th in Austin, Texas. InvestHerCon is not just another real estate conference. It's a transformational experience focused on real estate investing, business strategies, and self-care tactics, all designed to help women take control of their financial futures. Gain the knowledge and skills you need to grow your portfolio and build a sustainable business, all while connecting with over 500 women who are playing at the same level. To learn more and to get your tickets, visit InvestHerCon.com today and use the code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. That's InvestHer, H-E-R, Con.com, promo code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. Basically, gold investment, it's very popular with the conservative audience, first of all, because conservative audience doesn't trust Wall Street fraudsters. That's the whole thing. It's they don't trust Wall Street. Best ever listeners, before we get into today's episode, are you looking for some financing? Maybe some more money to do your fix and flip projects? Are you looking to grow your fix and flip business? Well, guess what? Got a solution for you. It's Fun That Flip. You know Fun That Flip. Matt Rodak, the founder of Fun That Flip, has been on the show multiple times. He's a friend of mine, and they love working with the best ever listeners. They provide short-term fix and flip loans to experienced investors. They've got an online platform, makes the entire process super easy, and you can get funded in as few as seven days that quick. So if you're looking for a reliable funding partner, Go to fundthatflip.com. That's F-U-N-D-T-H-A-T-F-L-I-P.com. Best ever listeners, welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is the world's longest running daily real estate investing podcast. We only talk about the best advice ever. We don't get into any of that fluffy stuff. And I hope you're having a wonderful Sunday because it's Sunday. We're doing a special segment called Skill Set Sunday where you're going to come away with a specific skill at the end of our conversation. And today we're going to be talking about tactics to reach people looking to sell their houses. With us today to talk through that, John Cristani. How you doing, John? Hey, Joe. Doing awesome. Just out here in 112 degree weather in Phoenix, Arizona and burning up, but taking a little refuge in the hotel room. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm glad that you're in the hotel room because we don't want the microphone melting during the conversation. A little bit about John. He is the owner and CEO of a private affiliate marketing network, and it's pronounced Nutrist. Is that correct? Yeah. I actually sold Nutrist because I'm really focused on creating my educational platform now. Oh, so cool. We're, All right. We're doing virtual reality. Weird, sweet. weird virtual reality stuff. Oh, sweet. Even cooler. Your background, though, is that you're a self-made millionaire and you started following Tim Ferriss tips. So how about you tell the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and then we'll roll into the tactics for how to reach people to sell their houses. Sure. A little bit about my background is I started as an entrepreneur in college. I was basically selling study guides to students and I was trying to reach more students. I wanted to sell these little PDF files to more students and because the markup was pretty good <laughs> on a PDF file. Mm -hmm. So what I did was I started learning how to use the internet to reach people. 
because I said, hey, people are taking this class all over the United States. I can use the internet to reach more people faster and really at the end of the day, make more money for my family and myself. So long story short, I just focused on marketing, really learning that skill of direct response marketing to reach lots of people. And uh, I got really good at it in a niche called affiliate marketing. And just from there, it's been a lot of traveling around the world. Recently had my first baby daughter. She's six months old. And just really, really love helping people and talking about entrepreneurship because I think it's sorely not talked about enough. And like the stuff you're teaching your listeners, it's great because you're teaching actionable skills to help people make money, which is what people wish they had in college. So I think it's awesome what you're doing here. I appreciate it. And congratulations as a new father with your daughter. Before we get into the marketing aspect of things, I do want to follow up with your self-made millionaire. So how did you make the bulk of your money? What specific product? And then if you can just do a couple sub bullets underneath that to give us a clear picture. Sure. I'll tell you exactly what I did. What I did was in college, I actually worked for a couple real estate companies. I could talk about that at a different point, but what I did was right out of college, I started working for Glenn Beck, doing a lot of his advertising. And I got to know the market pretty well of kind of the middle American survivalist type market. And I've always been a big proponent of networking with people. So one day I got kind of a reputation as a online advertising guru. And I was at the Roosevelt Hotel in Hollywood, just kind of out there doing my thing, being a young kid. And I came across this guy. We just shook hands. We're having a drink at the bar. And he said, what do you do? And I said, what do you do? And he ran an investment company. The average deal in his company was around $100,000. It was actually $85,000. And he said, I would really like somebody to help do some online advertising for my business. And he said, we'll foot all costs. If you can just help us get more leads, but we need people that have a lot of money in their retirement accounts. Mm -hmm. And I said, okay, I'll take a crack at it. And I told the guy, you'd have to pay me $10,000 minimum a month. And he said, that's fine. He said, but what I'd really like to do is pay you a percentage of each deal. So I said, okay, whatever, as long as I'm getting my 10K a month. What happened was I ended up doing so well in getting leads for this gold investment company. They were looking for people to invest in gold. I started creating about somewhere in the range of around $2 million worth of deals every month for them from doing blogs. I put up blogs and I put up ads for them. And my income went from, I was making around ten dollars to $15,000 a month at the time. I was 23 years old. And I started making $60,000 plus every single month working with this gold company. And it's called affiliate marketing, where basically I was doing referrals. Mm -hmm. And that changed my life. Just rocketing up like that changed my life. And ever since then, I've really gotten good at the art of knowing how, where, and when to place ads and to whom so that I get the right buyers or the right leads for companies and they're willing to pay me large sums of money to do that for them. Thank you for walking through that. 
So how, when, where, and to whom were you placing the ads for the gold investment company? And you realize when we talk about investing in gold, it sounds on the surface like a scam, at least to me. Maybe that's my initial thoughts. Like, come invest in gold. It just seems so scammy, but clearly it wasn't a scam. So I guess elaborate on that and then how, when, where, and to whom. Sure. I'll let you tell me how much detail you want me to go into. But basically, gold investment, it's very popular with the conservative audience, first of all, because conservative audience doesn't trust Wall Street fraudsters. That's the whole thing. It's they don't trust Wall Street. And it's also popular with some minorities, surprisingly, Indians and Chinese. Chinese, they want to invest in real estate, but different minorities don't trust their money in the stock market. But I didn't even get into all of that. Where I target my advertising was literally, there's some very large companies in the gold investment industry. And all I did, it was very simple, was I targeted keywords of their competitors, Goldline. Lear Capital, Rosalind Capital. Mm. These are really niche companies, but they do tens or hundreds of millions of dollars in transactions per year. Mm-hmm. So their niche may not have heard of them, but they're large. And they do advertising on TV. They do advertising on the radio. They do advertising in Forbes. So lots of people are searching for these large competitors and it's very targeted. It's actually as targeted as you can possibly get. So instead of creating my blog articles and targeting keywords that were around generic words such as gold investment or how to roll over my 401k into gold, Mm -hmm. which were the typical terms, I said, screw all that. I'm just going to literally put up blog articles on these competitors. I'm going to make it look like an unbiased review because nobody wants to be sold. Everyone wants to buy, but nobody wants to be sold. So I put up an unbiased article. Of course, I put the proper disclaimers and whatever you need in there. This is a sponsored post, but it looked and felt like just a friendly blog. Mm -hmm. And what I said was, I said, this is a review. I'm reviewing this company, Goldline or Rosalind Capital. And I would review the company and I'd say their fees are too much. I'd say they don't give you access to the gold. I'd say they have ripoff reports on them or whatever, whatever I could find. And then I'd say, this is the company you want to go with. And I'd recommend the company that I had my referral arrangement with. Mm -hmm. So after people read that review, which was a friendly review, again, it didn't feel like an advertisement because the best advertising, you never know that is an advertising. But after they read that blog article, they were sold on the company that I recommended because I'd even tell them which sales agent to speak with. I'd say, ask for Christian. And it worked. It worked great because it was natural. How'd you get traffic to those blog articles? I did pay-per-click marketing and SEO. Mm -hmm. It was mainly pay-per-click. Staying with this example, pay-per-click ads, how do we set ourselves up for success there? How you set yourself up for success, the simplest thing is the most targeted you can get is targeting your competitors. Because if somebody's searching for interested in buying real estate in Ojai or in Houston, if they type that in Google, they've really just started the research process. All you're going to do if you target somebody looking to buy real estate in Houston, generally you're going to waste some money because it's very broad. It depends on, should I cater this to people looking for people to invest in real estate? 
looking to buy real estate or people looking to sell it? How about people looking to sell it? Okay. People looking to sell their house. So it would be the difference between somebody looking up what are realtors in this Houston area versus somebody who's actually looking for background information on Joe Fairless listings or looking up that realtor's website Mm -hmm. in their area. Because if somebody's going to work with a realtor or whatnot to sell their house, they do a little background searching because they want to make sure, I want to see what other listings he's got. I want to see some information about him. I want to see his website, what have you. And all you have to do, this is going to sound bad, but basically you say, that's somebody who's very far along in the buying process. That's somebody who's about to sell their real estate. They've already done their research. They've looked up the people, the brokers or the realtors that can help them sell. And they're just trying to make sure they made the correct decision. And they're ready at that point. And all you need to do is basically say, don't work with this person, work with this other person. That's all you need to do. It's very simple. With the ads, how would you approach it? In your case, let's just use your example. You said the most target you can get is targeting your competition. So what would that look like? If somebody searches for Joe Schmo, who's a realtor in Houston, let's say he's a realtor in the Woodlands, which is a high-income area outside of Houston, you literally target that area and you say, don't work with Joe Schmo, work with Joe Fairless. And that's really easy. And you can do that with a blog article, or you can even have a customer shoot a video about that. That video will rank. If Mm -hmm. somebody shoots a video and says, don't work with Joe Schmo, I talked to a lot of realtors in the Woodlands area, and Joe Fairless is your man. He sold my house, and it was fantastic. He sold it in less than 30 days. He got... 25% above what I wanted to sell it for. Mm -hmm. And that will create leads that will be unbelievably better than if you just put up ads on bus benches. Hmm. What are your thoughts on the ethics of doing that? I'm not saying it's unethical, but it starts in my mind raising a red flag where you're bashing someone and instead replacing yourself. It depends on how aggressive you want to be. In my training programs and stuff, what people do, people come to me because they want to make money. So I always start with, I just wanted to kind of be upfront with you and show people what is the 100% guaranteed way to get high quality leads and make money first. So just so so your listeners know, that works unbelievably well. You do it, it will work. But in terms of if that's too aggressive for some of your listeners and they want to make money, but they want to kind of tone things down a bit, you can 100% tone it down. You can just, instead of saying, don't work with this person and work with me, you could tone it down and you could say something along the lines of, these are the realtors. You could have it just be a review of realtors in the Woodlands area and say, I talked with Joe Schmo. I talked with Bob Schmo. I talked with Tony Schmo, and they all seemed like nice people, and they were all great people, and Joe Schmo is a family man, and I loved his wife, but I would say you should work with Joe Fairless. They're all great people. You're going to make a great decision either way, but I chose to work with Joe Fairless Mm. because he had 
the best track record. He had the fastest selling. He got the most listings that he sold. Then you go into your benefits. Mm -hmm. But the point is, it's that you still need to create that dichotomy is the most surefire way to do things. Now, again, you could totally target just people searching for realtors in the woodlands, Texas. Mm -hmm. You could totally do that. It's just not going to make you as much money. Right, yeah. I'm not saying it doesn't work. I'm just saying there's a better chance you'll lose money. You might not make as much money. It's fine. It's wherever you fall in terms of how much you really want to make. You're going two levels deeper when they've identified someone that they've heard about. And excuse my ignorance on this question, but with the targeting, let's say, a particular company, how do you target the people who are searching for them? Let's say I'm doing up a video review on YouTube. I just shooting a video with my mobile phone and I just have a customer with me and I say, hey, can you shoot a video? Or I'm shooting a video myself. I would literally just make sure that person's name is in the video title. I'd say, sorry if I'm using this aggressive example again, but I'd say, don't work with Joe Schmo, realtor, work with Joe Fairless, Woodlands, Texas, real estate. In Google, if you're doing ads, you would just select your location. You'd say the Woodlands, Texas, and you just type that into Google. You'd say, I want my ads to show only in North County of Houston. So you just target the little location or the zip code in Google, and then you just type in the word Joe Schmo. Mm -hmm. That's it. Easy enough. With YouTube, it's really about putting the keyword in the title of the video. Is that the number one thing? Exactly. Got it. Thank you for getting very specific. Yeah, no worries. I I imagine some best ever listeners won't go to the extreme, but I'm (laughs) glad that you did go to the extreme so that you can (laughs) hold our hand and walk us back to to the extreme. What's the extreme? Even as aggressive as I. What's the most aggressive? (laughs) I got more aggressive than that. Yeah, what is it? What's an example? Okay. The biggest word that people use, I'm all about emotional language because I'm a marketer. I just call the company a scam. Yeah, see, you feel that. If you're looking to work with, let's say you're thinking about investing in, and by the way, I love Grant Cardone. He's somebody I follow closely, but Let's say I owned a multifamily real estate investment trust and I wanted to sell against Grant Cardone. I just put up an ad that said Grant Cardone scam because in the back of their mind, whenever you're dealing with large sums of money, you're worried Yeah, that Did, that ha- person is a scam. Have you done that against a competitor? Yeah. <laughs> that would infuriate me if I was them. Keep in mind, this is when I was 23 and I was hungrier than a bulldog. But still, it doesn't matter how hungry you are. I mean, I, I understand. But, it came back to bite me in the ass. Good. Don't, don't <laughs> I'm glad it did. I appreciate the transparency nonetheless. No, no worries. No worries. We all make mistakes. Except yeah. Me, yeah. So anything else as it relates to helping the best ever listeners with any tactics for people who are looking to sell their house that we haven't talked about that you want to mention? Any other tactics for people looking, you said? For any listener who's looking to find people who are selling their houses. Yeah. Any other tactics that you want to mention that we haven't discussed? Um, Yeah. There are other ways you could possibly go about things like Facebook ads, obviously. My guess from my understanding of things, it's people, when they're going through life transitions, 
divorce, having a child, etc., sending a child away to college. Those are big moments for people, from what I recall, some of your listeners might be better schooled than me, that people are looking to sell their houses, mm-hmm. upgrade their house when they have a kid, downgrade their house when their kid goes to college, etc. And there are ways to target those sorts of people on Facebook, especially people who are divorced. You can target the relationship status, etc. Those are great candidates. Now, I want to tell your listeners, and I want to tell you, I'm a good person. <laughs> you asked for aggressive market. You I, did I, it. Yeah, you brought it. You, you, I, you, I, you're, I, I appreciate the transparency. I just wanted to make a side note. There's boundaries to everything. Do what you're comfortable with. Don't let greed get the best of you. I'm going to tell you another tactic that I worked for one of the top multifamily realtors in Los Angeles. I'm not going to name his name here, Mm -hmm. but he got listings easier than anybody I knew. He found those people came to buy their place, sell their apartment buildings easier than anybody. And I'm going to tell the tactic. I'm not going to name his name. I'm perking up right now because this is my business too. So I'm very interested in this. Okay. Again, this tactic is going to bring up ethical boundaries. (laughs) By now I've expected that. So (laughs) I I apologize. I really am a good person. (laughs) I just want to make that clear, man. This is not what I did. This is what some other person did. Okay. It's very clear. (laughs) I, I was just his assistant for a semester in college and he had me helping him do this. It's slimy, but it works. It worked too well. I'll go into it. So this guy, he was young thirties. It was insane. I don't know his exact numbers, but he was one of the top guys. He had a multi, multi multi-million dollar penthouse in LA. He had a private driver. He had the whole nine yards, right? And he got leads very easy. What he did, oh, God, I feel so slimy going into this. Okay, guys, remember, disclaimer, I'm a good person. I didn't do this. But what he did was in L.A., a lot of the people who own multifamily real estate, he particularly focused in on multifamily in mid-city L.A. and downtown, et cetera. A lot of the people were rich, old Jewish people. And they predominantly lived in, oh, and also Koreans, Mm-hmm. So old Korean families, the Koreans have done extremely well as an immigrant group in America, and they own a lot of multifamily buildings, not to be demographic or whatever here, but Asians really love real estate. That's where they want to put their money as opposed to the stock market in general, at least the older families still do. So he would get the newspaper from Beverly Hills and mm-hmm. from Koreatown, and he would look at the obituary section. Okay. And what we did was we would look at people who recently passed away in Beverly Hills and in Koreatown and other expensive zip codes. And it wasn't ever a long list of people each week. It wasn't like insurmountable. Beverly Hills is a fairly small area. But what we would do is I would run them through some sort of, I think it was called LexisNexis. Yep. And basically look up to see if they owned any real estate. He focused on multifamily and see which properties they owned, etc. That actually worked fairly well because what would happen is you'd have their family members who are, let's say, that their dad passed away and their family member was 60-something years old. Their dad owns this $8 million building along Wilshire in mid-city LA. And 
guess what they want to do with that? Sell it. They want to sell it. And a family member just passed away. So what he would do is basically he'd have me get all the information and what have you. And he'd basically call them up and he'd be the guy. And he'd say whatever he would say. Sometimes he would be slimier than other times, but it worked. It worked very well, obviously, because he was one of the top sellers. Yeah, and that's a fairly common tactic. Maybe not now because, I don't know, I guess there is still an obituary in the newspaper. I guess I just don't get one anymore. But there's estate sales and things where people reach out to the families and have very challenging conversations with them. But that tends to be a a way that people get leads, especially with single-family homes and wholesalers. Thanks for sharing that, though. And the thing is about our conversation is these are experiences that you've had that have had an effective result. Whether or not we choose to partake in them is one thing or a certain degree of them. I'm not advocating any of this stuff. I'm just letting people know everything I'm talking about is legal and it works. Mm -hmm. But it's easy. So that's actually a normal tactic? <laughs> normal? I don't know about normal, but its I'd say it's not the first time I've heard it. But as far as the real estate, I mean, it is such a small world and a lot of people know each other, especially when you get into the, the larger stuff. If I were to do something like the scam thing, holy cow. You don't need to tenfold. use that word. That word is going overboard. You can tone it down a bunch of levels, but the word scam is emotional language. Yep. In general, frankly, I hate it too because I sell educational products. I sell training programs. And the thing I hate the most is the problem with the internet is everybody has an opinion. And now I'm on the other side of it. And people will say, I'm annoyed by all of John's YouTube ads. He's a scam. It's like, how do you know me? You saw an ad that annoyed you, and now you're calling me a scam? How does that work out? I'm sorry if I offended you with my advertisement that was talking about freedom and talking about working for yourself, but that doesn't mean you can go on the internet and say I'm a scam, but that's what people do, and unfortunately, that's what people want to read. If somebody sees 10 results on a page, they search for my name, And even if the result John Cristani is a scam is at the bottom and has no proof or no backing or no credibility to it, and the person didn't even look through my training program or get to know who I am, that's going to be the result people click on the most because it incites the most emotions. John, we got to wrap this up. How can the best ever listeners get in touch with you? If people want to learn more about me, they can go to my website, johncristani.com, or add me on YouTube. Again, my name is spelled John, J-O-H-N, Cristani, C-R-E-S-T-A-N-I. Great talking with you, Joe. Yeah, and the link to your website will be in the show notes page, so best ever listeners, you can go check that out. And thanks for being on the show. Thanks for telling us some stories that have worked with you in the past or with people who you know and just being incredibly transparent with what has worked and what hasn't worked in the approach. So John, thanks so much for being on the show. Hope you have a best ever weekend and we'll talk to you soon. See ya. Thanks. You want to get better at negotiating real estate? Well, how about, do you want to get better at negotiating real estate for free? Even better, right? Well, go to fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever. Fund That Flip, today's sponsor has partnered with bestselling author Jay Scott to provide you with a free chapter from Jay's new book, 
on negotiating real estate. I've read the book, lots of good real-world case studies sprinkled in there too. I love it when they do that. Go to fundthatflip.com forward slash best ever to download your free copy of the chapter today. Tired of the noise in the real estate investing space but still want to light your business on fire? Real Estate Deal Talk is an original source of radio shows, podcasts, case studies, and articles devoted to real estate investing. For investors, by investors. Discover more at realestatedealtalk.com. That's realestatedealtalk.com.